Joe's taking care of our intro music for today. Far out. Far out. No bandana. <laughs> All right. Welcome back to Stay in Your Lane podcast, uh, brought to you by Triple T Transport. I'd like to introduce everyone. Uh, we got Josh Michelin, Lighthouse Foods. He's in charge of logistics across the uh, country for the organization. We got Joe Lombardo. Uh, regular on our podcast. Uh, history, you know, is huge, but he's the president and founder of Eagy Avenue and Associates. Been involved in many parts of transportation, uh, teaching at the university, uh, in charge of uh, director of logistics for Nestle for 20 years, Nabisco for 10 years for that. So Joe's a wealth of knowledge for us, uh, historic uh, tribal wisdom, and uh you know, somewhat clairvoyant. Some may call him a thought leader in today's society. We love Joe. Uh, can't say enough. Uh, we got uh, Billy Barstow back. Uh, Billy's a trucking company owner, Barstow Trucking, uh, out of Florida. We do a lot of business together. Uh, Thomas Kern with Walter Haverfield is going to be, you know, somewhat our, our rules and regulations today because his background is uh, deep in, the, in this uh, subject matter. But today's subject is going to be legalization of marijuana and the impact it's making on the driver pool in the United States. So uh, it's, it's a very edgy uh, subject where I think there's some pushback right now coming. Uh, and understanding what does it mean, uh, what's the impact. I'm going to kick things off today. Uh, the ATRI, American Transportation Research Institute, put out an article on June 5th stating that the impacts of marijuana legalization in the trucking industry, uh, they're saying that states legalizing marijuana has negatively impacted our driver pool for over a hundred thousand drivers uh, between 2020 and 2022 so you know I, I would say that the pool may have gotten smaller due to legalization uh, who'd like to who'd like to pop off here first I'm gonna throw the ball over to uh, Josh Michelin from Lighthouse Josh well, so I've been in this industry for a long time, managed facilities for reasonably sized LTL carriers, and I have never lost an employee to marijuana issues in 20 years. So I'm not saying that that doesn't have a negative impact or that it doesn't exist out there on some plane. I've never experienced it in that that time frame. So uh, I've lost employees and uh had some issues with alcohol over the road um but i've never lost an employee to marijuana in the truck driving industry i mean the the, the net negative impact i don't know you know i don't think it's a mystery to the drivers that our industry is federally regulated so if if you're in michigan and marijuana is legal it doesn't change the regulation at this point the way things stand today so do you um, see it changing i don't know uh i know there's some some variables that are coming, like we've talked about some of the saliva testing that they can do, which is more of a, it's still a little vague on the timeline, but it's more of a proximity test relative to when use occurred. 
Um, I think that's one of the big sticking points federally is you know if if you go pull into a a way station and you just drank a fifth, you're gonna know it. If you pulled into a way station and smoking weed, it's a little bit tougher to tell, I think, in terms of what when the time frame actually happened to for usage. If they can get more of a uh, a firm, realistic timeline for usage, I think it's it, it probably propels it forward a lot quicker than you know a seventy-two hour window. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the testing issue is part of it because uh, I, I believe nothing has changed legally from the FMCSA, a federal level on on marijuana, even though certain states have legalized it. It's a, it's a federally regulated industry, so the state aspect of it doesn't necessarily come into play. Correct. Um, you know, if, if, if you're an employee at a company that has, you know, usage rules and you, you run off to Jamaica and play around for a week and you come back and test positive, it doesn't buy you anything, right? Because you're doesn't matter where you did it. You're coming to work at a place where it's it's not allowed. So the federal regulations and legalization, that's a, I think that's a, I don't think that's a short-term pass, I guess, across the country. There's still too much variance in it, but the, I think the idea for transportation again would be if you can build a test that actually gets you within a reasonable time frame, that's going to blow the doors off it. Our government likes money if they got something that they can tax and it's reasonably accessible to them it'll happen at some point joe where are you at on it well i gotta go out and cop some weed in about 20 minutes so i'm i'm doing okay right i'm good on time right now um you know yeah as uh as josh said it's 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 illegal on a federal level you know 20 something states have legalized it for recreational use more states have legalized it for medical marijuana use. But like, like Josh said, at the end of the day, it's a federally regulated substance. And uh, I mean, it's, it's going to be a huge problem, but uh, a lot of conflicting regulations, a lot of confusion. So uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't envy people like Billy or uh, Josh there in, in the industry trying to, trying, to weed, trying to work through this. Thank you, Joe. Thomas, what are you seeing? Well, I think what's interesting, so you know, in preparation for this, actually, I, I was looking at a few things, and um, one of the things that stuck out to me was in 2022, they performed twice as many random drug screenings than they had the year before, mm. which um, obviously, if you're, you know, if you you set more traps. Um, so it's become legal in all these states. Obviously, the Controlled Substances Act trumps um, any state law, right? Right. Um, we're in this uh, conflict of laws is kind of what we live in right now. And there are things in place that, that protect uh, medical states from federal prosecution at any point. Now, the recreational states could theoretically be prosecuted. They just don't do that. The medical states, there are mechanisms in place and uh, set forth uh, in each budget uh, set by the government that that kind of that, that keep a, a, a layer around prosecuting 
So they, they it's essentially blessed it um, on a federal level, but even though it's illegal, right? So we have this really odd framework going on. So, um, so let me ask a question before you go further, because I'm trying to clarify what you just stated. If it was medical, then the federal's blessing it in those states. It still doesn't change anything for a trucker. I mean, Josh is 100% right. Uh, I'm just saying those those states, those, those operators, the people um, growing and distributing legal marijuana in those states can't be prosecuted by the federal government and, and the uh, people legally using it. Uh, however, they still have to abide by this other set uh, of laws, and the transportation laws are such that can't do it. So that hasn't changed. I found it interesting. So all these states have legalized, and I, and I expect that is why you've seen this huge uptick, right, in the, the doubling of testing. Otherwise, why on earth would like what prompted that? Is there just is there more workers now? Of course not. You know, it's not like there's been this huge surge in new drivers, right? There's just been a surge in testing. My guess is that it's in reaction to the number of states that have legalized because they've also uh, had a record number of people test positive for THC. Now, the other piece of that is you can test positive for THC and, and it's a false positive if you use uh, CBD, which is a derivative of hemp or marijuana. You can get it out of either plant. It, it doesn't have a hallucinogenic effect. It's, it doesn't make you high, is, is my understanding, the CBD part. So it's, that is not illegal federally, whereas the THC is. However, you can still test positive for THC as a false positive. And I, and I have actually known people that that has happened to. Um, it's supposed to be good for pain. So like people will, you know, take the CBD or do something and then they test positive later, uh, you know, whether they work for a union or, uh, you know, CDL, their, their urine test or however it's done. And they test positive for THC and, you know, there's not a real easy mechanism to explain that. Um, you know, I, I re remember a few years ago, there was a boat driver uh, who, who that exact thing happened to. And we were just trying to figure out what our options were to, to appeal or is there a ban in place now? So things like that. So that's another thing, I guess, as, as operators, folks have to be cognizant of CBD as well, because you could theoretically i mean you can't it happens where you test positive for thc even though it's not thc okay so what happens uh, obviously if you're a driver and you test positive where do you go from there from an industry perspective what what does the industry do of course you're removed right initially my understanding is it's a ban um, it's not, you know, it's like a suspension that takes place. I don't think it's a, a, a maybe these, someone on here would have a better insight than me, but, uh, my understanding is it's, you know, it's like a suspension. Billy, 
Yeah, I do. I did have an instance this one of my drivers uh, coming up positive on a random test, and of course he was suspended. He had to go to counseling. Uh, this is the state of Florida. I had to go through different types of schools, different type of classes, had to report to a counselor, um, had to get her permission before he could come back. And it took about eight, took him out of the job for about eight months. Now, and he was a good driver. He was a very good driver. But he was able to get back on the road in an eight-month time. The counselor had to give him the A or nay, and then they followed up. They said that they're going to randomly drug test him through the, the the federal side, which they never did, but that's what they said they were going to. Um, so I do have some experience in that. And unfortunately, I've had experience where drivers try to come on and, hey, you, you know, you, you get a good guy, good application. You say, well, you've got to wait 30 days. Uh, before you drug test me because you know i did this or that or whatever then you're stuck with the position do you say okay this guy does pot is he you know just because he's off for 30 days to get the job then next day is he going to be uh doing again once you get and i I, i'm pretty sure that happens and the availability you know to get it is way more than we were younger and when we was driving and stuff so it's really easy to get it you can find a doctor give him a prescription uh you know just because you say you have a headache here or there so there's a lot of different issues with the um marijuana that the trucking industry is fighting with like you said we're losing drivers uh i've a few drivers i didn't hire because of it and then losing a very good driver for eight months so i hope that answered your question it did. Thank you for the, the information. We're going to continue this uh, on, the, on the next uh, episode. Thanks for watching, everyone. Uh, please share your thoughts or comments, and we're going to pick this up for our next episode. Uh, continue this on because I, I, I'm intrigued by all of the overlap between, you know, what the law is versus what the federally versus state and from an industry perspective. So uh, stay tuned for next episode. Continue watching on the next episode of the Stay In Your Lane podcast.